have you ever have you ever been called to an unexpected journey? Maybe your uh, maybe your husband said, "Honey, uh, pack the bags. We're going to leave tonight." Uh, or or your your parents said, "Hey, hey, get get your stuff all together in the morning. We're taking off." Or or probably this is maybe more of a college thing. Someone came up to you and said, "Road trip. We're leaving in ten minutes." Uh, e- either way, it's a journey that wasn't planned or or prepared for, prayed over. Uh, you, you weren't you weren't looking for it. You weren't seeking it. Maybe you weren't weren't even really wanting to go. Uh, but it's an unexpected journey. We're going to look this morning uh, in uh, Luke chapter one. In fact, we'll be looking at the Christmas story the next three weeks. But we look at Luke chapter one, and what we see for for today from Mary is that she had a journey that was that was unexpected. If you have your Bibles, turn with me to Luke chapter uh, chapter one. Uh, we're going to start reading at verse, uh, let's go at verse 26. In the sixth month, God sent the angel Gabriel to Nazareth, a town in Galilee, to a virgin pledged to be married to a man named Joseph, a descendant of David. The virgin's name was Mary. The angel went to her and said, Greetings to you who are highly favored. The Lord is with you. Mary was greatly troubled at his words and wondered what kind of greeting uh, this might be. But the angel said to her, Do not be afraid, Mary. You have found favor, uh, favor with God. You will be with child and give birth to a son, and you are to give him the name Jesus. He will be great, and he will be called the Son of the Most High. The Lord will give him the throne of his father David, and he will reign over the house of Jacob forever. His kingdom will never end. How will this be, Mary asked the angel, since I'm a virgin? The angel answered, The Holy Spirit will come upon you, and the power of the Most High will overshadow you. So the Holy One to be born will be called the Son of God. Even Elizabeth, your relative, is going to have a child in her old age, uh, who was John the Baptist, and, and she who is said to be barren in her sixth month, for nothing is impossible with God. And the last verse we'll look at, verse uh, 38, I am the Lord's servant, Mary answered. May it be to me as you have said. Then the angel left him. Uh, left her. Many things could be said about the the proclamation that that Mary received that day that she was to be the the, the virgin mother of of the Messiah. Uh, miraculous, surprising, unbelievable, shocking, humble yet glorious. But from Mary's perspective, uh, one of the words you have to use is that it was unexpected. Mary did not grow up did not grow up with the dream that one day she would be the mother of the Messiah. It's not like when she was a small girl, that was what she thought about. Well, someday I get to be the Messiah's mother. That, that was the farthest thing from her mind. In fact, probably her aspirations did not even take her out of her region of Galilee and most likely didn't even take her out of her hometown, a small, humble town of Nazareth. She, she hadn't dreamed of anything like this. Her thought of the future was simply this. Mary a nice guy, and she was betrothed to be married to Joseph, a nice enough guy. Have some babies and and make the best of it. That's really all she had hoped for and all she had ever dreamed of. This morning, let's look at at her response, Mary's response to uh, uh, to this unexpected journey that God called her to. And as we look at her response, we'll we'll also see uh, how that might apply to us and how we can find some understandable things there. Her doubts were under, understandably big, but her faith, in an amazing way, was even bigger. Here's her first response. 
Her first response, I don't know. I, I, I don't know. Look at verse 29. It says there, this is after the, the, uh, the angel came to her and, and said that she was highly uh, favored. The Lord's with her. Uh, it, it says in verse 29, Mary was greatly troubled at his words. Was greatly troubled. It's, I don't know. It's kind of this. I don't know who you are. Uh, have any of you ever had an angel appear to you? Anyone? Now, now maybe some of you have, and you just you don't want to raise your hand because people are going to like what? Uh, the the truth is, Scripture tells us. In fact, in Roman or excuse me, in Hebrews chapter thirteen two, it says this: Do not forget to entertain strangers, strangers, for by doing so, some people have entertained angels unaware. Scripture tells us the reality is we may have come in contact with angels that didn't know it. And, I, and I've heard people say that they felt like they've had an angel in their life before. Maybe an angel looking over them, or, or maybe a, 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 a vision or a dream that, that, that God spoke to them somehow and they thought it might have been an angel. So, so it's not weird if you were to raise your hand and say, yeah, I kind of, maybe I have had an angel appear. But most of us probably haven't. When, when, uh, when an angel appeared in Scripture, usually... Usually when an angel appeared, uh, they knew it was an angel. In, uh, in Genesis chapter 22, uh, an angel appeared to Abraham and told him to take Isaac, his son, and, uh, up on a mountain and sacrifice him. Abraham knew that it, it was from God, knew it was an angel. Uh, in Numbers chapter 22, uh, if you don't know this story, it's kind of an interesting read. Uh, Balaam's donkey uh, talked. Balaam was a, a sorcerer, and, and, and God appeared to, first of all to the donkey and then to Balaam. But when Balaam's eyes were open, he knew it was an angel. In Judges chapter 6, God, God appeared to Gideon and said he was going to lead his people. Uh, and, and he appeared in the form of an angel. And Gideon ended up saying this, I have seen an angel. In Luke chapter 2, later on in the story of the birth of Jesus, uh, angels appeared, uh, uh, appeared to the shepherds and they knew that it was angels. So, so oftentimes when angels appear, people know, at least in Scripture, they knew it was an angel. Now, there, there's a couple options we can look at here. Did, did Mary know that Gabriel was an angel? Let's assume that there's a possibility she didn't at first. Uh, as we look at the text, and we'll see this as we, we progress through this, by, by the time their conversation is over and he leaves, she knew that it was a representative of God. She knew it was an angel. But, but let's assume that possibly at first she didn't realize, um, it was an angel. In fact, sometimes God appeared and, and people didn't realize it. In fact, Jesus, uh, a couple times after the resurrection, Jesus appeared to people and they didn't know it was him. Uh, he appeared to Mary Magdalene. She went to the tomb. The tomb was empty. She saw an angel that said, hey, he's not here. He's been risen. She walked out, and there's a guy standing there. And she says, do you know where they took my, my, my master? Uh, she thought it was a gardener, but it was Jesus. And for whatever reason, he hid his identity for a while. And then she saw it was Jesus. Two guys were walking on the road to Emmaus. Uh, you may have read that story in, in, in the Gospel of Luke. And, and, and they're talking about the resurrection. They're talking about that someone had seen Jesus come to life, and, and a guy's just joins them on their journey, and they're talking about it. And it was Jesus, but they didn't recognize him. He kind of hid his, hid, hid his, uh, his identity for a while. And, and then he showed himself to be Jesus. So sometimes we know Jesus appeared to people, and they didn't real, realize it was him. But the angel said to Mary, you are highly favored. And let's assume she didn't know it was an angel. Scripture says she was greatly troubled at his 
words and wondered what kind of greeting was this. Now, you have to understand who Mary was. Mary was probably 12 to 15 years old. Uh, that was the normal age when someone was betrothed to be married. So 12 or 15 years old, 12, 13, 14, something like that. Uh, an angel appeared. Mary was poor. She was uneducated. She was unre- unrefined. And certainly she was not used to anyone speaking to her and calling her highly favored. The Lord is, is with you. She, she might have said, do you, do you see where I'm living? She, she was dirt poor and, uh, and a rough life. And do you see where I'm living? Uh, I, I'm going to marry a carpenter. And now carpenters these days make decent money, but in Jesus' day, a carpenter, man, he just scratched out. I'm going to marry a carpenter. We're, it's not like we're going to live high off the hog. Of course, they were Jews, so they weren't going to live off the hog at all. But uh, but it's not like we're going to, you know, it's not like, the, and you're saying I'm highly favored? Let me let me illustrate it. It's, it's, like, uh, it's like this. Let's say Bruce doesn't know me. Uh, and, and I just, uh, he's in Walmart, and I walk up, I walk up to Bruce and I tap him on the shoulder and say, are you Bruce? Are you Bruce Wettstein? I can't believe it. That's Bruce. My wife is not going to believe that I'm, that I'm standing face to face with, can I get a selfie with you, Bruce? And I don't know how to do it. <laughs> it went away. Let's pretend I did. Can I get a selfie? This is wonderful. Bruce, can I get your autograph, Bruce? All I got is hat. Will you sign it to Tim from Bruce? Better yet, to my best friend Tim from Bruce. I can't believe it's Bruce Wettstein. Now, now if that happened, um, excuse me, if that happened, uh, Bruce would uh, respond. Maybe he'd respond this way. It's like, "Yep, I'm Bruce Wettstein." <laughs> Heard of me, huh? <laughs> but probably Bruce would be troubled. Or at least he would think I was troubled. Um, but, but he really would wonder, what's, what's going on? Who is this guy that's taking a selfie with me and can't wait to tell it? It doesn't make sense. That's exactly, that's exactly the spirit that Mary had when this angel, whether, whether, actually whether she knew it was an angel or not, I'm sure that's how her spirit would have been like, what's going on? I'm, I'm Mary. I'm, I'm, I'm poor and I don't have anything. And you're saying I'm highly valued by God. God's, God's with me. What is going on? Uh, so she would have been, uh, certainly troubled by that. But, so that's an option. She didn't realize it was an angel, but, but maybe she did. Maybe right off the bat, um, it was, uh, she knew it was an angel. I don't know who you are, but I know you're an angel. And it's not hard to assume that when Gabriel, the angel Gabriel, appears to you, you immediately realize that he's an angel. I don't know how that happened, since I've not had an angel appear. But 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 it's easy to understand that that when Gabriel appeared, it was obvious that it was an angel. Now, maybe he introduced himself. Hey, Mary, my name's Gabriel, angel. Uh, here to tell you something from God. I, maybe he glowed, because we know sometimes they did. They had a heavenly uh, aura about themselves. So, so maybe it's obvious this guy shows up and he's glowing. Maybe he's... Maybe he's hovering, it doesn't say that, but maybe he's hovering, his wings are flapping, and, and uh, it's just obvious, glow, wings, hovering. Hey, I bet he's an angel. Maybe he had a name tag that said, Gabriel, angel of God. I, I don't know, but, but, I, but if she knew that he were an angel, uh, if she knew that he were an angel, 
it's it's obvious that she would have been trouble. Uh, I, I I don't I don't know I, I don't know what's going on here. Um, she, she would have been scared. She would have been frightened. She would have been terrified. In fact, we know the when the angels appeared to the shepherds, it says they were terrified. She would have been speechless. She would have been in shock. And yeah, she would have been she would have been trouble. Now now assume you're tomorrow morning you're driving to work and. And uh, you got the radio on, and you're you're listening to K Love, and you're singing the tunes, or you've got eight ten sports radio on, and you're listening to to Petro or or Stephen St. John, or maybe you've got the you've got the 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 farm deal on, and they're saying wheat's up two cents, and hog belly. What is a hog belly, by the way? But hog bellies are up or down, or whatever. And and you're listening, and and suddenly you look over, and there's a guy in in the seat that was previously empty sitting there, and you know it's an angel. He's got the glow, he's got the wings, he's got the whole thing going on. And, and he's angel, and, and he speaks to you. God has found favor in you, and I've got a message for you. I would be troubled. Uh, it's not hard to understand that Mary was troubled when an angel or anyone appeared to her with that kind of message. I don't know who you are. Now, let's look at the application. Here's the thought. God does appear. God does appear to us. Now, for Mary it was, I don't know who you are, and, and the message was of an unexpected journey. Her, her journey was, she was going to be, uh, she was going to be with child, even though she was a virgin. They were going to name him Jesus. He was going to be great. He was going to be son of the most high. His kingdom would last forever. That's some big news. That, that is a, a, a huge unexpected journey. I, I doubt that God will ever, I doubt that God will ever appear to us with an angel. It could happen, but, but, but I'm not suspecting that's going to happen. And I, I really doubt that God will ever appear to us with a, an unexpected journey like, like Mary's. I hope not anyway. Uh, but, but God does appear. The, the reality is we know this from scripture. When we were in Ephesians, we studied this, that, uh, because God's grace fell on them, they were sealed with the Holy Spirit. We have the Holy Spirit in our lives, and, and the reality of that is that we have God living in us. And so when God wants to call us to an unexpected journey, He does so through the Holy Spirit. Chad, was kind of, that's kind of what you were saying there, Chad, a little bit, what you guys have been studying about. God, God all the time frequently calls us to unexpected journeys. He doesn't necessarily do it with angels. He does it through a spirit. It, it might be through a song. It might be through a message. It might be through a scripture that we read. It might be through th- someone else. It might be through a dream. It might just be through a, an overwhelming sense of, of what, where God's leading you. But God does call us to unexpected journeys. Uh, back in October, I think it was, Reed and I went to Iowa to, uh, uh, to, to our daughter's house. They were getting ready to adopt their, their little boy, Caden. And so we were there for that uh, adoption process on Monday. On Sunday, we went to church with them. And after the service was over, I was talking to the, the pastor's wife. Her name's Susie. And I was talking to her. And this little two-year-old or two-and-a-half-year-old boy went zipping by. I mean, he was just flying, flying by. And he had a big old puffy hair. He was, he was a little biracial boy. And he went flying by. And as he did, Crystal leaned over, tapped me on the shoulder, and said, said, that's Robbie and Susie's son. They adopted him. And so I looked at Susie, and I said, oh, wow. I said, well, tell me the story. And she said, said we have an interesting story. They had, I think, three kids, three or four kids biological of their own, and, and 
And God just placed it on their hearts to adopt. They weren't thinking about it. It's not like they'd, they'd dreamed that from the day they'd gotten married. Like, hey, someday we'll... we'll just, it was out of, the, just out of the blue, God put that on their hearts. They both felt it, uh, I think through the Holy Spirit, that God was calling them to adopt. And it, it was a week or so later that Robbie, her husband, the pastor of the church, was at the, at the barber getting his hair cut. And the barber happened to be a member of his church. And he's sitting in the barber's chair, and they're just talking, talking away and shooting the breeze. And, and, and he ends up telling his barber... Hey, you know what? Susie and I have been thinking about adopting. Now, it's going to be, I don't normally go to a barber. I cut my own hair. It's not a big, it's not hard. Uh, is it? It's not easy. You're done. And I don't know what they talk at, talk, what the conversation is at barber stops these days. I wouldn't think it would be about adoption. But, but anyway, Robbie brings it up and he says, says, yeah, we're thinking about adopting. And he was sitting such where there was a mirror so he could see the barber, the, the guy from his church. And when he said that, the guy stopped. He stopped cutting his hair and had kind of a funny look on his face. And he said, he said, Pastor Robbie, you know we have some family in Minnesota. And he said, yeah, your, your daughter and granddaughter's up there. He said, we haven't shared this yet, but our granddaughter's pregnant. She's just a teenager. She's pregnant, and they've decided to give the baby up for adoption. We've been praying that God would bring a a godly family to, to adopt this child. That little two-year-old boy that was by me that day was that, that baby. Uh, our son Joel and, and his wife Heidi, they have three kids. Weren't really sure they were going to have any more. And I don't know, a year ago, year and a half ago, uh, God put it on their heart. And, and I think for Joel, it was, it was almost, he felt like a vision that God said, you guys need to adopt. And, and not just adopt, God was very specific, adopt from, from Korea. So they're in the process of trying to raise several thousand dollars, twenty thousand dollars or whatever it's going to cost them to, to adopt this child, doing fundraisers, doing all kinds of stuff. If you want to buy an ornament, they're doing an ornament fundraiser, we'll hook you up with that. But, but, but they just really feel like that, that God said adopt. And, and so they're responding. It's a journey that they weren't expecting, that Robbie and Susie weren't expecting, but but God appeared to them and said, "Hey, this is what I have for you." See, God God does appear, and it, it it's it's not easy because sometimes I, we don't know who it is or what He has for us, uh, but God does appear to us. I, her response was, "I don't know. Uh, I don't know. Secondly, I don't know who I am." Uh, as troubling it was as it was for her to figure out who this angel was, I don't know who you are. It probably was even more difficult for her to realize who she was. She had never dreamt, as I mentioned, or, or even considered that God could use her. How intimidating it must be when God appears to you and says, "I'm going to use you." We, we know throughout Scripture that oftentimes people are intimidated. Moses. God appeared to Moses in a burning bush one day and said, you're going to lead my people out of Egypt and freak Moses out. I can't talk. I can't do this. I, I, God, it can't be me. Uh, when God appeared to Gideon and said, hey, you're going to lead the, 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 the uh, Israelites and, and uh, you know, Gideon's like, uh, God, you're going to have to prove it. And he put out the fleece a couple times to prove that it really was from God. When God was getting ready to appoint through Samuel Saul as the first king of Israel, they had to find Saul. He was hiding in the baggage. He's like, no, it can't be me. 
Here, here's the application. I don't know who I am. Mary, Mary had to wonder, but Lord, how can you use me? Here's the application. Who, me? Who, me? God, you're going to use me. You're going to call me to a, an unexpected journey. You're going to call me to do something. Uh, when he calls us to an unexpected journey, oftentimes he calls us out of our comfort zone. He, he calls us to, to be his representative. He calls us to speak for him. He calls us to serve. He calls us to love in a way that we didn't expect. Maybe he calls us as a church to an unexpected journey. And oftentimes our response is simply this. Who? Me? God, you're going to use me. But, but he called Mary to that, that journey. What's interesting is to see how she progresses. Uh, first of all was, I don't know. I don't know who you are. I don't know who I am. And then it turned, it changed to, I don't understand. Um, look at verse 34. There she says, how will this be? Mary answered the angel, I'm still a, I'm still a virgin. Now, if, if you read that, there's a subtle change in her spirit. She went from being troubled. She went from being afraid. In fact, we see before that in verse, uh, uh, in, in verse 30, says, uh, the angel says, don't be afraid, Mary. You found favor with God. She went from being afraid to, to questioning. I don't, I don't understand. And, and it's this. I don't understand how. Uh, it wasn't so much a, a question. It wasn't so much a, uh, a, a question of doubt. It was a, as it was a statement of faith. It was, help me understand. See, Mary could have said in response, and I truly believe this, I believe that we all have the opportunity to say no to God. Mary could have said, no way, no thanks, no chance, no, I won't. Mary could have said, I can't do this. But we kind of see a step of faith here because she says, how how will this be? Explain it to me. Make me understand. See, I'm still a virgin but she was starting to open up her spirit. She was saying, tell me how this is going to be. Now, now let me point this out. I don't have a spot for this in your notes, but I, but I want you to write it down. She was open to God. If, if you want a key to following God and doing what He asks you to do, it starts with that being open to God. She was open to His leading. She was open to His message. She was open to His power. The key for us to go on unexpected journeys for God is simply being open. God, you say go, okay, I'm going to go. In, in fact, it was, it was, how is this going to be? I'm questioning. God, show me how. And, and the angel responded and he answered. This is what the angel said in verse 35. The Holy Spirit will come upon you and the power of the Most High will overshadow you. So the first thing he says, the Holy Spirit's going to come on you and God's going to going to envelop you with his power it's going to overshadow it has that idea of a cloud being around you wherever you go it's there mary no matter what happens i'm going to be there and for mary it wasn't easy it's not like god made life simple for her in fact mary lived a difficult life we know her husband joseph died fairly young when jesus was still alive we know that she had to watch her son go to the cross mary's life wasn't made easy because she followed god but god was always there the Holy Spirit will be with you. The power of God will overshadow you. And, and then notice what he says uh, in verse 37, for nothing is impossible with God. I, I'm a virgin. I'm going to have a baby. 
how can it be? Well, it can't, Mary. But nothing's impossible with God. We, we see that all throughout, all throughout Scripture. God, God took fishermen and made them the, 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 the ones that, that preached the gospel. How's that happen? Well, that can't happen. But nothing's impossible with God. Jesus took women who had past, who, 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 who weren't very well thought of, who had, had done a lot of, a lot of bad stuff and used them in great ways in the kingdom. How, do, how does that happen? Well, well, it really can't. But with God, nothing is impossible. God took a tax collector who was looked at as a turncoat, as a, uh, as someone who denied all of what Israel believed and turned him into one of the apostles who wrote one of the gospels, Matthew. How does that happen? Well, with God, all things are possible. God took, took the one whose job it was, who, whose passion it was to, to snuff out the church in, in Saul and made him into apostle Paul. How did that happen? Because with God, all things are possible. You might look at your life here this morning. You might, you might look at your faith and say, I can't do anything like that. I, I can't, I can't go on those journeys. God, God calls me to do something. I, I can never make a difference. I can, I can never make a change. I can never bless people. And I would say, yeah, you're right. You can't. But with God, all things are possible. Zechariah 4, 6 says, not by might nor by power, but by your spirit, says the Lord Almighty. We, we need to change our how from a, from a question to a statement of faith. See, God will use us on unexpected uh, journeys. Notice the progression. We're going to see it here in the next verse. Notice the progression from fear to faith. We notice he was afraid because the angel, after uh, after it says that Mary Mary was troubled, the angel says, don't be afraid. So we know she was afraid. Look at verse 38. You want want to underline a verse in your Bible. You want a powerful verse uh, in, in, in Scripture. Look at verse 38. This is what Mary says. I am the Lord's servant, Mary answered. May it be to me as you have said. Then the angel left. Here's her third response. I'm yours. I'm yours. I am willing. I am willing. There were no questions, no qualifiers. You would have thought Mary Mary would have said, okay, I'll consider it, but you've got to tell Joseph. Well, actually, we know, actually, an angel did tell Joseph. Matthew tells us that, that part of the story. But you've got to tell my parents. And, and I'll do it, but you've got to tell all of Nazareth. Let's just make it all of Galilee that I'm not, you know, there's nothing going on here, but I'm going to be the mother of the Messiah. Would you make sure everyone knew? And you've got to make life easy for me. You know, I'm living in this shack, going to be the mother of the Messiah. I need a little bit better, a uh, little bit better place to live. She could put qualifiers, but no, there were no qualms. She simply said, I'm, Yours. I am the Lord's servant. May it be to me as you've said. Here's the application. I am. I don't know. What what do you want to put there? I'm willing. Maybe, maybe I'm scared. I, I'm doubting. I'm not interested. I'm unsure. Maybe what you put there is I'm excited. I'm apprehensive, but I'm in awe. I, I, I don't know what unexpected journey God may be calling you to today or will be calling you to in the future. But what are you going to say? I am. 
Mary said, I'm yours. <laughs> May it be like you said. God, you want me to do this? Then I'll do it. When God calls you, what will you say? Maybe, maybe He's calling you to a word of encouragement, an act of kindness. He's calling you to forgive. He's calling you to trust. He's calling you to love. God's calling you to step out. God's calling you to have a little bit of faith. God's calling you to make a difference. God's calling you to be bold. I don't know what God's calling you to. What unexpected journey is yours? But will you say with Mary? Will you say with her, I'm yours? Let's bow and pray. Father, we thank you today for the promise that we have that you will lead us uh, in our unexpected journeys. Father, what a blessing as we see this uh, this familiar story, this this wonderful story of the birth of our, our Savior, and we see uh, Mary's response, a response that would be just like ours. We'd be scared to death. We'd be, who are you and what's going on? Why are you talking to me? But we also see her, her change from fear to faith, uh, change to ultimately saying, I'm yours, God. May it be as you've said. Lord, you've called us to unexpected journeys. We, we would ask that you would, you would appear to us. If you want to send an angel, we're willing. But Father, if you just want to use the Holy Spirit, if you want to use the message of a song or the message of a verse, Father, call us to journeys that would have us trust you and follow you. Father, give us the faith to say, I'm, I'm yours. So we pray in Jesus' name. If you're here this morning, we, we'd invite you to come. Maybe you just need prayer. Maybe you're, maybe God's calling you to a journey right now. And you've been trying to deny it, you've been fighting it, you've been struggling with him, and like, God, I don't want to do that. And, and maybe today's the day you simply say, God, I'm yours. And, and you just want some accountability. You want to come up and say, hey, this is what God's saying, and I want to follow through. Maybe you're here this morning, you just need someone to pray for you. Maybe you're going through some tough times. I know there's people that are hurting. Maybe you just want some people just to pray for you, that, that you'll have strength during this season. If you need to come, would you come as we stand and sing?